0: All right. Well, why don't we begin? Why don't we begin with a word of prayer? That's a good thing to start with here. Uh, let us pray, dearly Father. We we thank you for this day and and we thank you for bringing us to this time, Lord. Uh, just uh, we pray for Sheldon and his family and and his mother and and we just pray for Shirley, uh, for for your peace and to dwell within. To dwell within our heart and mind in this one true faith, uh, continue to bless and, and sustain her in body and soul, and and, and we just pray, Lord, that uh, you may give uh, surely your endurance or your perseverance, and you, you may grant her the courage um, at this time uh, in your word uh, to to know that you are with her and that you that she is under your eternal care. Uh, we just pray for Sheldon, oh Lord, that. Uh, Lord, that, that in this time of uncertainty you may comfort him by the very promise of Christ and that you may give him faith in your will through all the things that are uncertain at this time. Bless his family and, Lord, by your word, uh, grant, them, grant them your comforting peace. Lord, for all these things we are thankful. We pray this day. As we study your word, that by your word we are made righteous in the one true faith. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. Well,
1: I got to say one thing. How beautiful are the feet of those who have preached. That's you, Pastor. I don't know what your feet look like. but Oh, I haven't had a
0: pedicure in my whole life. <laughs> you don't even want to know what it does look like. <laughs>
1: That's pretty awesome. I, lo- I love taking notes on your sermons. It's too cool. I got a lot more to come, but that was
0: an opener. Yeah, well, we're going to kind of talk about that today, I think, uh, with the Word of God and and what that looks like i think it's so important uh again as we rehash it's been a month since we've gotten together i know month plus and uh you know we're we're in chapter three of galatians and here uh he is addressing the galatians and what they have done and remember last time we see the questions coming out you know saint paul does a great job of posing questions but you know it's like you know uh, what uh, every time I know people I always ask questions to people when I'm talking with them you know especially in like pastoral situations and and people always know what I'm getting at right or in bible study I'm always asking questions and you know what I'm trying to get at Uh, you know where I'm trying to kind of steer the ship right Uh, and here this is what Saint Paul is doing he's asking all these questions to get them back to what true faith is right so So here, um, in verse 5, as we will begin today, um, here is another question that well gets them back closer to what true faith is. If someone could read that for me right there. Verse 5. Verse 5. Does God give you his spirit and work miracles
1: among you because you observe the law or because you believe
0: what you've heard? All right. So does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing of the faith? Again, what is the difference between the works of the law and hearing of the faith? Hearing with faith. Now, what, what is the difference between those two, those two things as Paul is really putting those apart in accordance to how the Holy spirit works? Um, Works performed by a person as opposed to works performed by God. Okay. All right. So, um, so why, how does the Holy, it says he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of law or by hearing of the faith. And Don, you said it, you know, by the works of man, we very well know that, uh, it is not the work of the law of how the spirit works, but rather by the hearing of faith, right? Now, why is that, why is that so important to understand? Um, why is it important to understand this dichotomy between the works of the law and the hearing of faith? Are they the same or are they different? Now, Donna obviously said that they're different but what is the hearing with faith? How do we describe that in a sense of, uh, oh my, hold on, let me change the camera a bit over here. because I don't want to look at the computer screen at your faces, then look at the camera over there. I'd rather kind of do it at the same time. But uh, how, you know, what is that difference there with the hearing with faith versus works of the law? The Judaizers, they touted the works of the law, circumcision, the way in which they could reach God, right? To be deemed righteous. Now, hearing with faith, uh, that is well all by God's word. The word creates faith in us. We heard it tonight in the sermon about how can someone proclaim or confess if they have never heard, right? it's all by that preached word the proclamation of the word of faith now hey,
1: pastor can i quote
0: you i don't i'm i don't know if you should do that's weird word, <laughs> i'm going to quote you right now the word the the word in
1: this world is our only true light i quoted you
0: out of your sermon with that oh yeah i guess i did say that um that's right <laughs> Um, and you know, when we talk about the word of faith, uh, hearing with faith, what is the nature of hearing? What is the nature of it? Just the, what, what does hearing depend upon? Understanding. Okay. All right. So you're, Don, you're saying it's understanding, but that understanding comes by ears. Yeah, listening. It, yes, it comes by listening. And that listening can only be heard when someone is... Speaking. Speaking, right? So uh, hearing is inherently a passive... Well, I know in the morning someone quipped that hearing can be selective as well, <laughs> especially for the husbands. But, uh, <laughs> um, But hearing inherently <laughs> is uh, is received without someone's proclaiming a word. Hearing cannot be, cannot exist. Right. So it's by a sound that we hear, uh, that we are able to hear. And when we talk about hearing with faith and Abraham and all these things, um, directionally, when we talk about, you know, I always bring up the up and down and all these things on my whiteboard. Uh, what is the works of the law versus the hearing of faith? Why are those different directionally in terms of, uh, in terms of, let me just write it down on my paper here for you. Now. So we see right here, I know it's going to be backwards for you. Sorry about that. But we see God and man and God and man and up and down. What is, the, what is the works of the law? What arrow would that be for the works of the law? That would be up. That would be up. Hearing of God's word is, obviously, the other one, right? Is God coming down to man and giving us the very word of God. Now, why is that design so important in terms of the gospel? Is the gospel man to God, or is the gospel God to man? It's God to man god to man Man, of course right and it has to be that way, right don because we're dead in sin we need to be made alive by the very word of god the living word of god the light of god's word now the work of the law if we depend on the work of the law for righteousness what happens in this arrow is this attainable right here the arrow up to god is that attainable by our own human works our own
1: Uh, no that arrow only works through prayer Prayer, prayer is the only thing you can send up.
0: Yeah, I know. You know you're, I get what you're saying, but when it comes to salvation and becoming yeah. or uh, being with God, uh, you very well know that uh, it is only in this way to which God comes down to man and he gives us the very word of the gospel, dying on the cross for our sins. Even our baptism is in this way. God gifting man the water and word. God coming down to serving us his very own body and blood in the supper, Right. It's all this direction. So when we talk about hearing with faith, uh, that's vastly different than someone who is grounded in the work of the law. Now in verse, um, I know I, I wrote something down here. Um, yes, okay. Uh, verse six, real quick. Verse six if so someone can read that for me. I can't.
1: Even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as, as
0: righteousness. All right. Question mark. Right. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, what is this inferring? What is this uh, referring to? And as we know, uh, when Abraham and Sarah, you know, um, uh, they were old in their age, and what did God say? Um, Through you, all nations will be blessed. This says the stars in the sky, the multitudes will be in your family. And what happens? Uh, 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 Abraham believes. He believes God's word. Now, why is this important? Timetable-wise, this is before the law was given, right? This is Genesis 15. Exodus 20 is the Ten Commandments. So... Roughly 400 years before the laws were given, uh, and we see Abraham quoting Genesis 15, it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, why does this throw the Judaizers' teaching upside down? Why does that destroy the way of the Judaizers and what they were teaching that works need to be done to be saved?
1: If they claim that salvation is only through observance of the law, yet Abraham was uh, reckoned as righteous before the law was given, then there's a problem with their logic.
0: Yeah, it basically crushes. I mean, they, they, they revered Abraham, right? And and if, you know, again, if Abraham is righteous, wait, right? <laughs> right? But before the law, wait, I thought we had to like follow the law and be perfect on it. And, and there we would earn and circumcision, all these things. Um, um, to merit our righteousness. Now, what about Abraham? And that would definitely kind of bring them great. It would stop them in their feet, like, wait, saying, what? Wait, huh? Right? And um, again, you know, I think when we talk about the works of the law, bring up the arrow again. I've always said this before. Um, When we think in this way, man to God, quickly we find ourselves saying, the works of the law. Quickly, we find ourselves saying that the sacraments are what we do rather than what God does for us, right? It all goes hand in hand, right? If we, if we say the sacraments are what we do, then in the same way, we will also say this is how we get to God as well, by what we do, right? When we know what God is in a sense of how he gives us his gifts in Jesus Christ and the sacraments, we very well know that it is in this direction to which we, as uh, as sinful, born into sin, people are made alive by his very word, the words of faith, hearing with faith, not by the works of the law. Because if that is what we're bound on and we look at our sin, we know that we cannot measure up. I mean, the scripture says so all over the place. No one is righteous, not even one, right? Uh, that even our most righteous works are like filthy rags. Um, we we've all fall short to the glory of God because all have sinned. Uh, we very well know that righteousness is not by the way of the law, but by hearing God's word. Abraham heard the word of God. You know, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but he was kind of that previewer of what was uh, to come, that all the nations will be blessed through Abraham. What is the seed of Abraham? It is Jesus, Right. This is like the the preview to what is to come in the offspring of a woman, Jesus Christ, right? So again, uh, Abraham heard this, he believed, and it was counted to him as righteousness. This is not with the law, not with meriting of the law, not with the works of the law, but but simply by hearing with faith, right? We heard on Sunday with the sermon, I mean, today, I mean. Uh, 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 what is it? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the words through Christ, right? And this is what we're talking about here, that St. Paul is saying, no, righteousness is by faith, not by works. Faith that is the righteousness, what is that? Jesus. Jesus is your righteousness. So again, um, as we uh, look at St. Paul, he's really kind of, funneling down for the people so that they can, well, they can figure it out for themselves that, um, wait, Abraham righteousness. How is he righteous? And the question is, how are you right? Are you righteous? And the answer is absolutely yes. Because your righteousness is Christ. Now, if your righteousness is by the works of the law, I'd have to break the news to you <laughs> that uh, nope, that can't make you righteous, right? It's only the work of Christ. That is what counts to all of us as righteousness. God to man, up to down, right? From God to man. All right. Um all right. Verse 7 here, verse 7.
1: Okay. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham.
0: Okay. So, so right here, uh, he really, uh, who are the children of Abraham? Not the law keeping ones, but rather the ones of the faith. So if someone asks you, anyone can answer this, but if someone asks you, how is your faith? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Now, this answer will really uh, pinpoint Kind of where your faith is. I think it's important. Well, I I'm not going to put you on the I spot. I got that time.
1: answer. My my Lord's given me the Holy Spirit. There's where my faith... Good. I, I can receive God's word because of it. And uh, that's where I stand. Is that good?
0: Yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> that was my... I know my son is probably not listening. I know he's up there, but I know it's my wife listening. But no, he said the same thing on his confirmation test. He's a really? he's a he's a to the point kind of guy, my son. So he says, How do you know you're saved? And he wrote, Holy Spirit. And uh, That he was just my wanted,
1: answer.
0: He just wanted me to assume that he could just write that and he knew what I meant by if you, you know, unfold it all. I get what he meant, but he just didn't want to write a lot. Anyways, my point is... I'm just like your son. (laughs) Is is that our faith is great. That's your answer. Your faith is great because your faith is not in your works, but your faith is in the work of Christ, right? Your faith is perfect. And people might instinctually say, oh, who's this self-righteous guy, right? But in fact, if we know the proper understanding of what faith is, then it... It is perfect because it's Jesus. Now, one who grounds their faith in the works of the law, what will their hypothetical answer be to that question? What do you think? Anyone? If someone is basing their faith on the works of the law, what are they going to say to that question, how is your faith? What are they going to say? What do you think they could possibly say?
1: I observe the commandments. I do the commanded uh, works of God. Yeah. I um, know exactly what Jesus is gonna say to them when they're on their knees in heaven. He's gonna say, I don't
0: know you. So, so So I guess the point is is that when we talk about the hearing of faith and the works of the law, righteousness takes upon a different color in a sense of to which we see our faith. If our faith is in the works of the law, righteousness is based on the works of the law, which well would, if our conscience is clear enough, we know that we fall short and we are guilty. Uh, when our faith is in Christ and hearing of the faith through Christ, then our faith is great because our faith is not in ourselves, but it is, it is in the Christ. And that's why when we talk about hearing God's word, I spoke about it tonight a little bit. When we hear God's word, we come to, we come to church or whether it's online or at a gathering at church, you know, I urge everyone to, to pray. Right. I, you know, it's like my kids on Saturday nights, like dad, can we watch a little more TV? I'm like, no, it's, it's Sunday tomorrow. We got to sleep early and pre- get prepared, right. Get prepared for church. And, uh, and I think it's very important in a sense where we prepare ourselves in prayer and understanding what am I going to church for? Is it to just hear us, you know, go through the motions and go through service? This is what Christians do. You know, we, we do the confession and absolution. We sing the Kyrie. You know, this is the feast. We hear a sermon, take the body and blood. Okay, we did our job. We got it done. Check mark off my Christian duty of being pleasing to God. Or is it, I can't wait to hear what God's word is going to impart to me? that I know it's been a long week. I am a sinner and I need to hear the, the full word of God in the long gospel. And what, what great it, what great news it is to receive the gifts of my Lord by faith, hearing of the faith throughout all the service, hearing the words of absolution, receiving uh, this sermon for what it is in the long gospel, receiving, you know, uh saying the apostles creed and the lord's prayer uh, receiving the body and blood of our lord for the forgiveness of our sins like all of it is where we are receiving the gifts and in that context again i wasn't lutheran when i was younger so all my life i thought this is what we just had to do like this is just the christian thing to do to go to church you know give our time to god like god i gave you my time look you you must be I'm still on your good side, right? (laughs) Like, Like, that's what I, that's what I would actually think a lot of times. Like, Oh no, I haven't been to church in a while. Maybe I should go just so that I could feel like I did something Christian or did something like I did something for God and I feel better about myself. When in fact it's the polar opposite. It's I go to church to receive the bountiful gifts that sustain and and grant me the perseverance in this faith that through all the things that I hear in this world, I come to church to hear the words of Christ and in him crucified, right? And this is the life of a Christian, to be imparted that word of forgiveness and the promise of eternal life through the body and blood of Jesus. This is like our great moment where in the all the mess that we live in and all the confusion of this world right now, we can listen in to what is tried and true and perfect and full of assurance. And that is Jesus and the proclamation of his word, the gospel, right? So uh, when we speak of uh, hearing of the faith, counting to him as righteousness, trust me, if you're hearing sermons about how to be a better Christian or how to be a perfect Christian or, you know, that long along the lines of legalism, that righteousness will be by the works of the law. Have you done enough? But when we hear this word of the gospel, and you hear it time and time again, and why do you need to hear it time and time again? Because we very well know what we're dealing with in our flesh. Every single day, we can't joke ourselves, or we can't play the the, the false pretenses if we're okay, that, that we're okay in ourselves, we're doing good, everything's perfect. No, we our souls need to be mended all the time by the words of Christ. And that's why we hear it. Uh, I, I I told the morning class, the reason why I love going to conferences is that um, I always look to see the the schedule and I always try to find conferences that have a lot of uh, services. Like the last, doxology, I went to a doxology conference in January, I think, right when COVID started happening in America. Um, three days and there were eight services. Eight of them. It was like my Disneyland. <laughs> I could just, it was my favorite part of the whole thing. Just sit and receive. And hear the words of Christ and, and for you, right? And this is the hearing of the faith, you guys. You know, uh, you know I, I talked about it earlier, you know, in the morning study about vernacular. And, you know, we see the vernacular of the Judaizers. They're all talking about the works of the law. It's all talking about how to save yourself. Now, for us Christians, what should be our vernacular? What should be, I mean, you could, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about here. But when you hear people, when you listen to people, you already get a signal to where their faith is. Like earlier when I posed to you that question, how is your faith life? Their answer will be telling on where they're at with their faith and their view of faith and what that faith is, right? Uh, And likewise, along the line of faith, their view of righteousness. It kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? And uh, we see right here that um, if righteousness is, well, I've been a good person, that is, that is a false sense of righteousness. Now, if your answer is Christ as righteousness, that's, the, that's, that's our complete and finished faith in the death and resurrection of Christ. And that is what Abraham is bringing to the table as St. Paul is pointing to Abraham. And those who are of the faith are the sons of Abraham, Right. And that's why we hear it time and time again, the words of faith, the words of Christ um, in, in our services, in our studies, in all that we do. Um, and I'll, just, I'll tell you this, Lutherans have a very distinct vernacular. How do you know you're with God? I'm baptizing to Christ. <laughs> People will be like, say, what? What are you talking about? Like, baptizing to Christ. How do you know you're with God? well he was with me as i received his body and blood for the forgiveness of my sins in the supper and and, you know it's this, this vernacular is outside of ourselves right this vernacular is the perfect faith to which clings to the word and promise of god nothing of ourselves no works of the law all gospel right so because of that we know what true righteousness is, and you can be rest assured of who you are. It's not a high. I hope so. I hope I get there. No, you know, because our Redeemer lives, right? Anyways, um, so very good points here. I know Luther says right this in his uh, commentary or his lectures on verse seven. He says um, reason cannot correct, cannot think correctly about God. Only faith can do so. So faith and knowledge are, faith and human reason are different, right? Faith and human reason are different. Uh, That's what Luther's saying here. But when he wants to measure and to believe God apart from the word with his own reason, he does not have the truth about God in his heart and therefore cannot think or judge correctly about him. So what he is saying here is that once we are apart from the word, And we live by our own reason. I can't tell you how many people I've met. And you know what I'm talking about here, about how you might, you know, you meet people who say me and God have a special relationship, right? Like a spiritual nebulous. I know my way to God. And, you know, I don't really need God's word to show me that way. I just, me and God have a special relationship. You know, I, you know, I look to certain things and they remind me of God. I know God is there. You know, I think these thoughts and I know that God is with me, um, very kind of uh, what's the word? very, very flimsy or very mysterious thoughts. But, but for us, uh, we very well know that it's by faith, not by reason, but by faith, that we know that through His word He is with us. And that is the difference between St. Paul and the Judaizers. And that is a struggle. With the Galatians, friends, in this time of isolation, how easy it is to let go of God's word. When we start let going of God's word and we stop listening to God's word, right? What is the great trouble of that? Our faith can morph into something completely different. And there you will find that our vernacular, our words will change subtly to the words of the world and to the philosophies of man where Christianity, the faith becomes about doing good or morality or things like the Judaizers are teaching, right? And that's what happens when we stop listening to the word, the living word, the gospel of for you in Christ Jesus. Constantly, we need to hear it. There's never a time when we say, I've heard that enough, no. If you look at yourself in the mirror, you know that you need and I need to hear and receive that gospel time and time again. This is our lifeblood in the one true faith, the word, the living word of God. Okay, so uh, going on to verse eight here, verse eight. So we can read that. I can. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the
1: Gentiles by faith preached the gospel before to Abraham saying,
0: all the nations will be blessed in you. All right, so what is this saying right here, you guys? And the scripture, foreseeing, what this foreseeing, it's kind of like a, a beforehand, right? That God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel beforehand to Abraham. Now again, what is this saying about God and his will? That his will his will is that all be saved, Jew and Gentile. And this was for this was known. This was known way before the law. Before. Right. In the foundations of the world, Ephesians 1 4. Before the foundations of the world, God's will is done. And when we talk about the scriptures justifying the Gentiles by faith. Abraham as the gospel, right? Preach the gospel beforehand to Abraham. It's clear right there, right? To Abraham saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. I said it earlier. Why are all the nations blessed? Because through the seed of Abraham would be Matthew 1, the genealogy of Christ. Jesus, right? And this is the gospel to which Abraham heard. And there he received it and believed. And it was counted to him as righteousness. So clearly, what is St. Paul saying here? That righteousness is not from the law, but righteousness is Christ for you. That faith receives this gift. Faith by the Holy Spirit, not by any human reason or strength that we come to him, but the Holy Spirit calls us by the gospel, by his very word. St. Paul says, if anyone hasn't heard, how does he believe? and clearly by that very word we are the blessed ones as well because true blessedness is the righteousness given by our lord and his body and blood for each and every one of you remember that is so important because the world i think um, i think Nancy said it this morning i believe i don't know, i don't I don't know if it was her but that the world is always touting how we need, to, we need to do something to get something. That's just the mantra of the human condition, isn't it? Righteousness is free. That is so foreign to our human flesh. But when Christ brings what he brought to the table, there we are outpoured unto us. Um, he anoints us, and, and our cup overflows uh, as we live under the Good Shepherd, uh, as, as he declares us righteous, justifying us by his very work upon the cross. Right. So this is a very clear picture of how St. Paul is really crushing their view of salvation in terms of works, but rather it is only Christ. Um, Alright, uh, so, so again, you know, as I said earlier, you know, with, with baptism and the Lord's Supper, there are many, even Christians out there who will say, the Lord's Supper is something that I do for God. Um, baptism is something I do when I am ready to declare to everyone a public ordinance of, of my commitment to God. Right? Uh, I thought that too all my life. Um, but rather, it is the other way around that the will of God is to save you by his means, by his very word. And that is Christ ultimately. Because of the resurrection, we are justified. And because of the resurrection, the sacraments are what they are. Without the resurrection, it means everything means nothing, as our faith is futile, as St. Paul would say in 1 Corinthians, right? So, so clearly right here, the will, of plan, the, will, the will of God, the plan that he had, was before all things, and he knew what was to be done. And this is the life of faith. Verse 9. Verse 9.
1: The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you the gospel in advance to Abraham. Okay, so... Oh no, I missed that. That was eight. Sorry. (laughs) So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the,
0: the man of faith. So basically what he's saying is circumcision party, go away. That's what he's saying. He's saying circumcision party, your words are rubbish. Hey, pastor. Yes.
1: These were tough times for all the saints, whether you're, you're, you know, here is the meshing of, of Jesus and, and the law. And, and these were very tough times. We're actually really blessed to not have to live through these times as Christians. Um, for any Christian that was living through this right now, that was really tough to to go from the law to Jesus because um, you knew that Jesus was coming, but you didn't know that He was He or or whatever. This Galatians actually spells it out that this is the toughest of all the times for all the saints and
0: the Christians. Right? Well, you you know you might say that, but I think I think still still we face this whole, it might not be circumcision party, right? But it might be something else that manifests itself in a certain way, right? It is kind of a similar way. It might not be circumcision party. It might not be uh, a certain way of the Judaizers, but even in this day and age, I mean, Christianity right now is, even within Christianity, we see a lot of, a lot of uh, denominations, really what's happening? They're, they're, They're catering to the world and the culture that is spiritually dark. And once that happens, I mean, it's such a difficult thing, right? Uh, But it's happening. And uh, we see it today. And it's still troubling, Sheldon. I think uh, people still think that they can save themselves by their works. People still think that if they're good enough, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to be good, that that will suffice in terms of their standing with God, right? People still think that. It's oh, absolutely. I've had, I've had I've empl- had employers that have thought that. Like if you t- if you tell someone, how do you know you're Christian? Because Jesus died for me, He rose for me, I'm baptized into Christ. Uh, well, surely you got to do something, and this could even be a Christian saying this to you. Uh, well, it, there's got to be more, right? And you're like, no, that's that's how it, that's how I know I'm saved. It's all by the one outside of myself who who did all these things for me, right? The gospel. Um, and even for a lot of Christians, I think it's that works is, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. And, you know, I got to live a better centered Christian life and, and all these things. And, and for us, you know, it's simply like Abraham, the man of faith. He heard the word of God and believed. Right. And when we hear God's word, that is what we're always directed to. Jesus. the cross I know you know it but friends that is the most blessed word we could ever hear in our lives that we need to hear time and time again until the end of time because it never our life our being is never apart from Christ our our life is rooted in his word the gospel And until the end of time that's what we do as a church we preach repentance and forgiveness. And um, at the end of the day, we find our righteousness, not in ourselves, but in Christ Jesus alone. So remember that this day, you guys, as we uh, continue on with faith or by works of the law, you know, to really catch yourself and even dissect what you're hearing on the radio, what you're hearing on TV, and even during Bible studies or sermons, um, if you hear something like on Christian radio, on a certain sermon, or you, you read something, you, you got to ask yourself, is that, is that right? Is that correct? Uh, is this what salvation is? Right? Um, so really uh, be cognizant of that, because at the end of the day, it all comes down to righteousness. And if our faith is placed in the works of the law, righteousness takes on a different shape it does but if it's faith in god's word christ righteousness is assuredly certain yes i am righteous you are righteous are you a sinner am i a sinner yes but what makes you righteous the blood that covers you and that's jesus free gift and that's who you are that's where your faith resides so take heart in that tonight, as you go on with your day, because that should be of great joy to you, knowing that as I pray with my children every night, as we close our eyes this day, Lord, grant us your peace. For We know that you are with us, and that you have granted us this day. And um, what a great peace that is, knowing that we're under his care. So uh, remember that this day, um, as you go on. Any, any questions, we'll stop there. I know it's getting late, so we'll stop there, but um, any thoughts on that? these. No, yeah, go ahead.
1: I have no questions, but I'll, I'll quote you again. I, lo- I love it, the we, works aren't nothing, but you said what goes in your mouth must, no, what goes in must come out of your mouth, and that's the word, and that's the promise in life forgiven, you said that earlier. You know, as Christians, our works are are filthy rags, but but evangelism is something that, uh, um, you know, we're receiving the word, and we should share that word with others. We really should. And so what comes in our head should come out of our mouth. You said that earlier. It says, you said what goes in must come out of your mouth.
0: A lot of things go in, Sheldon. A lot of bad things, too, you know, like a lot of false things, you know, a lot of secular things, a lot of worldly things. And a lot of times what happens when if Don, if Don stops hearing the word, if Don stops hearing the word and he goes on his own way. I mean, his vernacular, the what the things that come out of his mouth will be completely different when we're rooted in the word and we're hearing the word and we're in the flow of the word. What happens to our vernacular? It's, it circles around the life of faith, right? When we stop hearing that word, trust me, your words will change and it will be centered around something that is wholly different, totally different. Absolutely. Uh, to, to I'll tell you mean. one thing
1: though, Don's never going to not be plugged in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a Dawn hypothetical, Sheldon. Dawn. It was a hypothetical. <laughs> I, just saying, you know, uh, but, uh, uh, but that's the thing, you know, and that's why I always tell people you know, I always urge people to be in the word. And that's why we do all these services in the week and Sunday and Bible studies and devote daily devotions on Facebook. Like it's my way of that, that water always that leaky faucet that never stops dripping, but it's reminding you that that word is keep on coming out the best way we can in so many different ways, but we're going to continue to give that word because we know that this word isn't just any word, but it's the living word, right? It's the living word in a dead world. Yeah. And, and yeah. we need to hear it. And that's why yeah. as a pastor, it's, it, that's all we could do. It's nothing of ourselves. It's all his word. And, and we know how powerful that is. So we continue to get that out there. So anyways, um,
1: one more thing, one more thing. Your midweek Vespers is huge for a, a pick me up. 'Cause waiting for Sunday to come along every week after week after week, and now we have midweek Vespers, it's huge. It's huge. It's it's that midweek uplifting, get to hear the word. It's everything. It's almost like having church twice. Um, and I wanna thank you for that. Because we never had that before. I just want you to know that. And thank you for being so so awesome.
0: And and no, I don't know that. about that, Sheldon, but uh <laughs> Oh, I'm but I, I, I don't it's know about story. awesome but um you're just too kind but um
1: no i'm not i'm being truthful <laughs>
0: <laughs> it no' does but, everything for me <laughs> well thank when you thank you charity. i appreciate it i i do i it it it's it's you know the thing i'll be honest with you and i know it's this is on youtube so uh being a pastor is the most difficult thing about being a pastor is this is that we trust completely in the word of God. That's a great thing. But a lot of times, us humans want to see results, right? In any business, right? In any work of job, you want to see results. Sheldon, you have a broken transmission. You fix the transmission and you're proud that you fixed that transmission, right? Uh, for us pastors, a lot of times we we don't know, but we just continue to preach trusting that this word of god is going out there and and penetrating the hearts and minds of of the people and um that's all we got that's all we have and that's why we do what we do because man if it was up to me i can't fix anything i can't nothing i can't fix anything
1: i'm pretty but sure the, Lord's the, going to show you the fruits of your works or f- word at some point when you're gone you know you're a blessing, Pastor, and you're definitely a vessel, and And thank you for your passion and your midweek vespers, because I don't have to wait for Sunday to get uplifted again. I really don't.
0: Well, God's word is good. It's always good, and and that's where we are. So we, we thank God for all that he continues to do. Thanks be to God for his word that points us to his righteousness, and for me and you, for me and you the same, Sheldon. Uh, God is good. And his mercy into us forever for your mother, for your family, uh, for all of us here that are listening. Uh, God's grace abounds eternally. So uh, we're all good. We're, we're all righteous. Thanks be to God for that. Uh, anyways, okay. All right. Um, let us pray. We didn't pray, right? We didn't pray yet. Close? I don't think so. All right. Let us pray. dear Father, we thank you for this day, O Lord, uh, for this time of your word. Lord, we know that uh, your word is true. Lord, we we pray that you may continue to grant us faith in your righteousness, knowing full well that we are covered from the multitude of our sins by the blood of Christ. Bless us and lead us, O Lord, in the right view of faith. And though the master accuser will accuse us all day long of all that we have done, Lord, bless us in your word, and sanctify us in your truth. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, thank you for joining us today, and um, everyone have a, a good week.